and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I'd like to say, I hope you guys are having a fantastic day, because I know I am. Because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, there's an interesting um, thing that's going on, and it's called the uh, peace of divine purpose. You know, there's a divine purpose in your life that God has set for you. And especially, when you, you know, when I think about during this time and we get to watch the nativity and, you know, and we also get to watch the Christmas carol, for instance. And <clears throat> it's interesting that we get to watch how the life used to be all like very flamboyant and very anxious and very um, all over the place. But then once they find out, like, for instance, in the Christmas Carol, once Ebenezer Scrooge finds out that, you know what, I need to worry about others and I need to give out to others. I need to um, put myself um, before others or something like that and give money to the less fortunate and, needs to, and he needs to find his way. Then he has a divine purpose and then there is peace all over his life and therefore he has happiness. And same thing with Mary. I'm sure that Mary was, um, you know, I don't think she had a very anxious life, but I'm sure that she had peace knowing that um, with all the negative feedback that she was getting, um, she was probably going to, um, she probably just stuck to God's plan. And we saw that, you know, when she did the song of praise. We saw her give up her life and say, okay, God, you are in control. And therefore brought that sense of divine peace over her life because she had a purpose. So today's devotion is brought to you by, or is today's perp devotion is brought to you by Advent, the Journey of Christmas. And it is, you're welcome to find it online. It is the Church of the Highlands devotional. That again is Advent, the Journey to Christmas a, by a church in Highland, which is a, their devotional. Now, of course, it is my uh, kind of taste on it, or not my cup of taste, but it's my twist on it. But the majority of it is, that's where we're going off of. And that's where we leave today's uh, lesson, or not lesson, but today's devotion as the piece of divine purpose. And with this in mind, let's dive in with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, O Lord. May you guide us and protect us and give us a sense of peace over our hearts because we know your plan that you have set before us. We know that you love us and we, you, um, you know that you just cherish us each and every single moment. So Lord, may you just provide peace over our hearts because you're a loving Father. And I sometimes look at what you have done in our lives, and I'm so blessed that we can just go out and just witness unto you. So may you guide us and protect us, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So today's, so starting today, we have Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through uh, 21. And it states, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. 
Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But, <clears throat> but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Amen. And amen. And we, you know, it gets better because we go in uh, Matthew or Matthew chapter 2. And I absolutely love, I absolutely love what Matthew chapter 2 has to get, like just reads us unto us. It states, verse 1, it's all of Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judah, during the time of King Herod Magi, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod came, uh, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chiefs, priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. And they stated, In Bethlehem in Judah, they replied, For this is what the prophet was written, or has written. Verse 6, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler, who will shepherd my people Israel. When Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had happened or had appeared, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I may too or so that I may so that I too may go and worship him. Wow, I am sorry about that. That's a that's a lot of words. I'm going to reread that verse 8 again to make it a little bit more easier. Verse 8. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to him so that I may, so that I too may go and worship him. Verse 9. After they heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose um rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was when they saw the star they were overjoyed on coming to the house they saw the child um with his mother mary and they bowed down and worshiped him then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. 
Amen. And amen. And <clears throat> it's interesting because we go on and they did escape Jesus. Or not escape Jesus. They did escape to Egypt. And in verse 13 through 18, it states, When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, who were two years and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the, from the Magi. So another interesting from the Magi is, we're going to figure out what a Magi is. A Magi is, actually, before we continue on, <clears throat> um, sorry about that. <clears throat> so, Magi is considered um, an angel. Yes, so it is a Magi. So it's from the prince and P and from the kings and. Uh, from those three kings that came by, and those who are considered the Magi. And so, it's interesting because what then, what was through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled in verses 18. Sorry about that last confusion. I just want to give you guys more of a, a broader sense of what a Magi was. So in verse 18, it states, A voice is heard in Ramah, Weeping and great mourning. Rachel reap, weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because there was no because there are no more. And verse nineteen. The end or the return back to Nazareth, back to where Joseph originally was born. And where all were married then uh, back to the starting point. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said get up take the child and his mother and go and go to the land of Israel for those who were who were trying to take the child's life are dead verse 21 so he got up took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel but when they heard that um Archelaus was reigning in Judah in place of his father's Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew um, to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. Amen. Amen. And we see that uh, all throughout um, the the Old Testaments of how there are about 108 prophecies 
and how it's like one in a quadrillion uh, chances that the prophecies would be fulfilled, and especially eight of them. But there were, all of it was eventually fulfilled. In Second Timothy verses one or Second Timothy chapter one verses seven, it states, "For the spirit of, for the spirit God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline." So with all this kind of confusion, with all this kind of, you know, a lot of reading of the scripture and a lot of, just a little bit of confusion, you're probably wondering. It's probably stating. You know, you're probably wondering, how does this correlate with divine purpose? And especially with the, it correlating it with the peace. Well, it says that fear can stop you in your tracks, which it can actually. It has stopped me not once, but countless times of just being fearful. It can make you run and hide. Satan loves to distract us with fear to keep us from seeing the safety of God's or direction. Fear threatened the fulfillment of Christmas multiple times. And God was intentional to remind his story's key players over and over. Do not be afraid. Matthew 1, 18 through 21. Tells us Joseph's side of the Christmas story. Mary became pregnant before she was married to Joseph. And Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But an angel from God appeared to him in a dream, reassuring him that he had been chosen to raise God's son on earth. Joseph literally responded to the news of Mary's pregnancy by trying to preserve uh, both his and Mary's reputation, fearful of all implications. He had no way of knowing Mary's calm, or he had no way of knowing Mary's uh, claim to virginity was legitimate, and he was going to break off their engagement. In the midst of a painful confusion or confusing time for Joseph, God came to him in a dream, challenged him, or challenged his fear with the peace of divine purpose, and sent him on a course to be the earthly father of the greatest man the world has ever known. In, a, in our moment of fear, God wants to speak truth to us and break the power of whatever lie is holding us back. When we seek his purpose, he will conquer our fears and his love. Ask God to come and speak truth to whatever lies are giving you anxiety today. He will be faithful to respond and empower you to move forward into the incredible purpose he has for you. And it is very interesting because there are times in my moment where I have, um, have like felt fearful and I have stepped away from the course that, you know, um, like for instance, praying for somebody. You know, and that God just ur urges you to pray for someone. And, and then because he's, I mean, because somebody needs it. And then what do you do is um, you just step back and you're like, I can't do it. You know, or you take the opportunity and you just wash it away. And it's kind of interesting because um, 
it's very disheartening and it eats you away. But then you realize that as you grow through your biblical times, as you grow mature in your walk of faith, that fear kind of tends away. That fear goes away and it just um, you become more confident in your faith and you're not afraid to go and worship and pray with people. And with this in mind, I think it is respectful that we end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, O Lord. May you give us a heart of um, strength, Lord. May you give us a heart of um, determination because you love us so much and that we know that you can just care for us no matter what happens. Help us not to be so fearful and not be distracted by the sinful's uh, distraction towards us. So may you guide us and protect us as we continue on the path that you have set before us. So that when we cross that finish line, O Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, Well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And I would like to apologize if it was a little bit confusing uh, to kind of get a hold of. But uh, I guess when you're excited and um, you probably bounce all around. And that's just kind of how I do things, you know. And with this, my guys, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.